Welcome to the Urban Lore Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Castaños. For our very first urban legend, I'm staying close to home, just a little over four miles from where I'm currently sitting, to be exact. In a generally quiet corner of the southeast side of San Antonio, Texas, two roads come together. It's not a crossroads, so uh, Robert Johnson, you can put the guitar away, for now at least. They meet in the form of an L. As you travel south on one of the roads, it ends and takes a 90-degree turn to the east, where it becomes the other road. But as you do it, you cross over the railroad tracks that run parallel to that first road. This has been an unprotected crossing until very recently. It's always been marked with the familiar X-shaped railroad crossing signs. But crossing arms were only added within the last few years. Although it's still in the city limits, it's a fairly rural setting. Trees line the road opposite the tracks. After you've crossed, there are some softball diamonds and a few homes. The tracks were laid by the San Antonio and Aransas Pass Railway in the late 1800s. The intention was to connect San Antonio to the Gulf Coast for hauling freight and passengers. Dubbed the Mission Route, the main line would pass within 200 yards of the historic Spanish mission San Juan Capistrano. Not that one, the, another one. Years later, the route was absorbed by the Southern Pacific, and eventually most of the line to the coast was abandoned. A small segment remained for a few industries just south of town, most notably the coal-fired power plant for the city, Long coal trains can be regularly seen dragging fuel to the plant and empties back north. In recent years, with the fracking boom, portions of the line to the coast have reopened and traffic on the lonely stretch has increased. Tracks were upgraded and the earlier mentioned crossing gates installed. So let's get to the legend. Sometime in the 40s or 50s or 60s, depending on who's telling it, a school bus allegedly stalled on the crossing. The crossing itself has a fairly high bump up to the track level. To the horror of the bus driver, a train was heard. This fast-moving train rounded the corner, and before the bus could be evacuated, the two collided, killing everyone on board. From that time on, if you parked your car close to the track and put it in neutral, the ghost of those children will push your car up and over the track to safety. Or were they pushing your car onto the track to meet the same demise that they did? Either way, your vehicle would roll up and over the crossing every time. I can personally attest to the fact because I've done it many, many times. I lived most of my young life in the area, and it was a regular thing that we did. Many claim that if you put baby powder on the trunk of your car, that the handprints will appear after your ghostly encounter. To further build on the legend, a local neighborhood has streets named after children. It's often said that these are the names of the victims. Cindy Sue, Nancy Carroll, Richie Otis. 
So let's break this down. As an urban legend, it must exist outside of actual experience. The car rolling has been experienced by thousands of people. It appeared on TV shows like Unsolved Mysteries and Fact or Fate. But no one is ever related to anyone who died in the crash. And the reason for that is that no record exists of a crash at all. A bus crash killing multiple children in the 20th century would have been big news. There are also no police records of a bus accident. The story has very convincingly been completely debunked. The streets with the kids' names? It's been suggested the developer named the streets after his own children and their friends. If you're getting fingerprints on your trunk deck, uh, they're likely your own. After your journey across the tracks, the powder that you put down only sticks to the oils from your own hands that are all over the back of your trunk. Unless you wipe that surface down with alcohol, your fingerprints and handprints are going to remain. Ever tried to clean the evidence off of a crime scene? Asking for a friend. That leaves the rolling car. And as I said earlier, I've experienced this many, many times. And as fun and spooky as it might sound, there's no denying that what you're actually on is a hill on top of a much larger hill or a downslope. It's an optical illusion. It is literally a hill on a hill. I'd like to point out that from personal experience, the ghost will also push a soccer ball or a little water poured on the road. This ghost has a name, and its name is gravity. It's not even unique to this area. Anthropologist Jan Harald Brunvon refers to the collection of stories as Gravity Hill stories in his book, The Vanishing Hitchhiker. All over the country, and likely all over the world, optical illusions lead to various mystery hills, mystery roads, magnetic hills, and such. Some have no legendary backstory whatsoever, but many develop paranormal legends much like the one here in San Antonio. The Moore Park Gravity Hill in California has another dead kid on a school bus element to it. I'm sure we could do an entire episode on the psychology of paranormal explanations. <laughs> Note to self. In the realm of urban legends, San Antonio's haunted railroad tracks fits the bill perfectly. I researched this phenomenon as an undergraduate in anthropology a long time ago. I looked for the root of the story, when it began, and how it spread. It appears to have gotten traction in the late 50s and 60s. I first heard the story in the mid-70s when my own older brother started driving. I theorized that the key element was driving age stories. I interviewed an elderly man who lived his entire life two miles away from the tracks. He was 80 at the time of the interview and had never heard the story. He'd also never learned to drive. Hmm, who knows? True or not, provable or disproven, the haunted railroad tracks of San Antonio have a place in the local urban legend Hall of Fame. It was so popular by the late 80s, the railroad reduced the hump of the crossing to destroy the optical illusion and discourage people from lining up to do it. And I do mean lining up. On any given Halloween night, the traffic to get 
pushed over the tracks, could be 20 cars deep. And let's not forget that this is still an active railroad crossing. It would have been a shame to have a real accident while paying homage to a fake one. With the rejuvenation of the industries along the line, and of course the increase in rail traffic, Union Pacific, the current owner, has constructed the crossing gates. This completely kills the experience, probably for the better, once and for all. But it won't kill the legend. It'll be interesting to see how this urban legend will morph as the generations of people that physically experienced it are lost. It's a story for the ages, true or not. If you have an urban legend or a favorite story or a question about urban legends in general, you can email us at urbanlorepodcast, all one word, urbanlorepodcast at gmail.com. Let's sit on the back porch and share some stories. I'm Tom Castanis. This has been Urban Lore. <laughs>